thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. Really interesting because I don't know much about PCOS, but I know a lot of people on Instagram. And it was funny when you contacted me because I had three messages about PCOS really? from girls I know when I mentioned you were coming on. So this is going to be good. So I'll make sure to send some stuff out to them. Early. Oh, I love that. First of all, I just wanted to mention a bit about you and what you do. Obviously, you're an online coach specialising in PCOS, but you're also a qualified nutritionist and a qualified PT. Is yeah. that right? Level three PT? Yeah, exactly. If someone was to sign up for your coaching, what could they sort of expect from you? Well, they could expect a very hands-on, I guess, a friend and a mentor and a coach all wrapped in one. You know, I think coaching is a bit of a buzzword at the moment, I feel, and it's getting more and more saturated. But I do believe to be a good coach, you have to have gone through, through you know, the thing that you're coaching yourself. And, you know, the fact that I had PCOS for 10, 12 years and I went on a huge roller coaster journey of emotionally, physically, you know, all of it. And I've come out the other side. I can actually relate to the girls, you know, to my clients. I know all their struggles. I know all their pains. And like, like genuinely, like I cry sometimes because, you know, they're in so much pain. And yeah. I think, yeah, that's that's probably why, I, although I have my education and my knowledge and everything, I think it's more like the emotional support that I give them. And PCS can be very lonely sometimes. So, you know, the fact that they know that they're not alone and their feelings are valid. And actually there is a light at the end of the tunnel because, you know, I managed to reverse it. I'm living my best life and you know letting them know that they can do can yeah. do the same you got a really impressive resume when i looked at your website but one thing that really stood out to me on top of your qualifications etc was you've lost 35 kilograms <laughs> and you've been able to reverse your pcos as you said what was the catalyst in this because I, I thought we'll talk on it later but you touched on how medication wasn't great for you yeah and it was sort of lifestyle changes and the way you ate and but also look at your Instagram, you have a great time. Yeah. And it's like, that's really like refreshing to see is like, you don't have to, you know, be really, really strict on yourself. You have to do the right lifestyle changes, but also you can enjoy it at the same time. So what I wanted to see was for you to lose 35 kilograms, that's no easy task. <laughs> I mean, I struggled losing like four yeah. when I have my surgery on my shoulder. But what, what, what went into that for you and what sort of catalyst and driving that? God, I think there's so much in this because I think, first of all, I think the problem with the world that we live in is with marketing and all these diet pills and everything out there, everyone's looking for a quick fix. Mm. And I did that for years. I tried every different diet under the sun, you know, Googling like how to lose a stone in a week, starving myself, which then led to, you know, a very bad relationship with food and binging and eating disorders and things that, you know, a lot of women with PCOS struggle with. And actually... The, the, the change for me really was to see it as a full lifestyle change. You know, it's not a temporary diet. This isn't something I'm going to be on for a few weeks and then go back to my eating habits. It, bad eating habits, sorry. It was changing my habits and actually having a life, you know, a marathon, not a sprint vision and being like, okay, like I, you know, I have quite a bit to do here, but it's over a longer period of time. And it was making small changes every week. And rather than thinking like, I've got 10 ki kilograms to lose, it was like, I've got one kilogram each week, mm -hmm. you know? And of course, educating myself, you know, calories are important. Yes, they're not everything completely because hormone imbalances, you know, can make your body cling on to more fat and whatnot. But, you know, just actually educating yourself around, you know, tracking certain foods, what's actually in foods, l spending my life looking at nutritional labels and things. You know, it is an educational process. And I say it to my clients, like, it's like your finances. What you put in your body is technically, you know, your money. So if you have a big weekend when you blow out all your money, 
what do you do in the week? You know, you strip it back a little bit. And it is a bit like that in terms of how I enjoy my life and mm -hmm. show, you know, it's called it's PCS party for a reason. You know, you can go out and live life. And yeah. I do preach this sort of 80-20 balance as much as possible. Um, you know, and once you sort of understand the, the tricks of the trade a bit, and it is a bit of like a numbers game, but missing pieces in a puzzle, Everything is kind of like the, the penny suddenly drops. And I was like, okay, this isn't actually that hard. It's not rocket science. And when you sort of stop restricting so much, I think that's the biggest thing. Because I used to go sort of for weeks where I would, you know, Monday wake up, I'm going to do 20 gym classes and I'm only going to eat like chicken and broccoli. And then I'd hit the weekend and that's when it all went, you know, tits up. Because you literally, then I would drink myself silly. I'd eat about 700 pizzas and then start again on Monday. Yeah. So, you know, that w w when you stop restricting like that and give yourself a little bit of, say, I call it yummy foods every day, mm -hmm. you hit the weekend and you actually feel that you don't need to, you know, over binge or, or, or sort of have those insane cravings because you've, you know, been kinder to yourself through the week and given yourself a little bit of goodness, I say. So sort of just like minimising it and not cutting it fully out of your life. So you said 80-20 and this yeah. is something... Uh, I did a podcast with Sammy Cooper, who's an elite performance nutritionist, and she's worked with loads of professional athletes, and she preaches at 80-20. Yeah. And what you mean by that is 80% sort of good foods and 20% enjoy yourself. Yeah. Foods. Is that, is that yeah, what? definitely. I'd say 80%, you know, is nutritious, nourishing foods that are going to, you know, make you feel good, going to make you function better, perform better, your hormones are going to be happy. Mm. And then 20%, you know, of course, is for that Prosecco on the weekend, is for that slice of pizza, that chocolate, like whatever it may be. I call them yummy foods, yeah, you know, and we don't want to look at foods that it's like bad foods or good foods because again that's really not good for your mental health mm -hmm. um you know things like slimming world i am not i i think it's one of the worst things unfortunately because i think it again mentally makes makes people look at food like it's really bad and it's the enemy and then if you eat it you feel immense guilt and that can lead to obviously really bad thoughts and and again a bad relationship with food so you know it's some foods are good for your health and your hormones, and some is just good for your soul, you mm. know, and it makes you feel good and it gives you joy. Yeah, love that. In terms of PCOS, um, this was something I wasn't, didn't have a clue about until about two weeks ago when I first looked it up when we were in contact. And obviously we met, well, discussed on Instagram through Joe, who I had on the first podcast. But it's funny how this has sort of been like a grapevine and I've met a lot of people through that. PCOS, when you messaged me, I was like, wow, like that's, you know, very different it's what in terms of what the way I normally bring people on the podcast and this is something that's just like really been interesting to learn about over the last few weeks my girlfriend's been really interested my mum has love it but it, in terms of PCOS as a whole it's not not that spoken about in terms of I didn't I didn't know about it and I'm sure a lot of a lot of women do but what is PCOS to someone out there who is like me and is like, oh, I've never, never heard of this. How would you explain it to them? Yeah. So PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Unfortunately, what is so hilarious about this is the name is actually wrong. Oh, really? So they call it polycystic. And this is again where there is so, mis so much misleading information out there and everyone gets very confused by it because it's actually not cysts on your ovaries. They're actually follicles. So it's basically 
Probably, sorry, it's a metabolic disorder and it's basically an Im inflammation in the ovaries and this can lead to basically irregular periods and that obviously is when you can't, when you, you don't know if you're ovulating or not. So this is why it's the leading cause of infertility. So with that is a huge hormone imbalance. So your insulin is basically elevated where 80% of women with PCOS are more likely to have insulin resistance. And this is basically your the first start before you get to pre-diabetes and then diabetes type two. Mm -hmm. So we have a much higher risk of basically developing diabetes type two. But when you have high insulin, this can then elevate your testosterone and your cortisol. And your testosterone is your male androgen, it's your male sex hormone. And what this then leads to is a lot of nasty symptoms that ladies experience like acne, facial hair, so a lot sort of, you know, and the, the chin and the stomach and the, the sort of neck. Um, hair loss is another one, um, uh, anxiety, like depression, that's again more from the mental health side of it. Mm. But it's basically one hormonal chaotic mess, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, and then the, the cysts, which aren't cysts, they are follicles, they basically coat the ovaries. So when you go for an ultrasound, they kind of look like black pearls okay. and they're basically immature follicles that haven't been released because you're not ovulating, mm -hmm. basically. Um, and then you need two out of the three to be diagnosed with PCOS. When you go to your GP as an official diagnosis is irregular periods or, or absent periods. Um, a, a blood test they will do for testosterone, so if you have high levels of it. And then if you have the ultrasound with the black dots. So is that why you go to doctors in terms of if you don't know you have it, yeah. you go because you have irregular periods or... Or some of those it. symptoms, yeah, right, exactly. But <laughs> the problem with it, unfortunately, is... There are a lot of doctors out there, you know, they're not PCOS experts and I can't stress that enough. Like GPs, they are amazing in so many ways, but they, you know, have about 10,000 conditions that they have to diagnose with 10 minute slots every day. PCOS needs a much more, you know, in-depth, personalized approach. It needs a holistic approach, you know, and this is the problem with it now is I think so many women are going to the GPs and they're just coming out feeling even more confused and frustrated because the doctor will put them on birth control or tell them to lose weight but give them no actual support mm -hmm. or help with that and actually birth control is one of the worst things really out there all it really does is suppress your natural hormones um, and then if you're on it for quite a period of time this again is adding to the infertility side of it as women are coming off when they want to conceive but then they can't have babies because they've been on birth control for so long it's basically like shut their system down yeah and so it can take a really long time for your fertility hormones to basically come back to life and rebalance that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't expect it in sort of that depth, really. It's, it's just, because obviously from what I read, it was up the, the very much basic. I tried to keep this as raw as possible. But when you said um, about going to doctors and they don't really, like they don't offer you the support, they offer you these, you know, medications, birth control. Mm -hmm. This is kind of what I found. Well, obviously not with Peter, with, <laughs> with my ADHD. Yeah, ADHD. <laughs> was um, I went. And they gave me my Ritalin and they were like, on your way. And I got really ill from it. Wow. And I felt like I didn't have much support. And then that led to me sort of, you know, falling off and my anxiety going really bad. Depressive symptoms. And I just completely felt lost. Yeah. And I feel like that's the thing with a lot of GPs and they're amazing. Don't, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I, yeah, we're not I taking away how amazing the, the pharma world is, but in a lot of these conditions where you need a lot more support and a pill is just not gonna fix it. 
you know, it's not. You're right, you're right. Um, and it almost felt like a sort of short-term mm. release. Like you said you said earlier, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I sort of felt like, for me, with that medication, it didn't work for me. It was sort of a, it was sort of a sprint. And when I changed my lifestyle, that's when I really was able to take back control of my body. And obviously that's what you preach and changing your lifestyle. What type of things would you do in particular um, coming off the medication? Because when I read your testimonials, it's uh, it's just like so heartwarming you oh. know when you see like ladies who are really struggling and I don't know any of them but when I read them and it, a lot of them said it's so nice to like feel understood and sort of not be pushed into something you don't want to do yeah and I think for me when I read that I was a bit like oh you know this is this is the right person to bring on in terms of she's really helping these people but not even in that long of a period of time I think a few of them said it was in a matter of like seven, eight weeks. It yeah. was like their whole life had changed. Yeah. Um, in terms That's of what's wild, by the way, that the results are like literally immediate. Yeah. And it's honestly just a few chops and changes with like managing stress. Obviously, diet is the main one mm. massively. Um, you know, food really is medicine. And I can't stress that enough. Um, but yeah, like you're right with the, it, it's amazing for me as well. Like obviously doing this, like it is my purpose and I've almost turned a pain into a passion mm. and it, it gets me out of bed every morning. I'm not yeah. joking like that, you know, helping these ladies and seeing these transformations and like, you know, helping women get pregnant. Like I, I helped a lady, she was 47 and she'd done IVF for three years, yeah. you know, and that still hadn't worked. And the, you know, the, the stress on the body and the, the money that that costs and actually like just strip it back to basics. Like, mm. That, that's the thing, like you have to look at sort of back to our sort of ancestors or even 200, 300 years ago, infertility was nowhere near as high as it is now. You know, and you have to look at what we have, what has changed and what we have done to our world, you know, birth control, synthetic drugs, inflammatory food, ultra processed foods, fast foods, all of that, like seed oils, all these things that are seriously contributing to our health, causing dramatic inflammation in the body, which is then leading to just this you know, so many people being so unwell. And this isn't just in PCOS either. Like, I think I was into a podcast the other day and it said 75% of conditions right now with no cure are caused from inflammation. Mm. You know, and that, like, that's insane. Like, we, something, we have done something so drastic in the past 30, 40 years where now obesity, you know, is the highest it's ever been, diabetes type two, all of these, like, chronic conditions are so high when they weren't here back in the, mm. you know, 1900s. Like, it's, yeah. it, it is, it, we're living in a very toxic environment, I think, at the moment. Do you think that's down to, obviously you just touched on it then, but processed foods and seed oils. And seed, seed oils. oils is something that has, I think, literally come up in every single podcast I've done. And yeah. everyone has a view on it. And I'm trying to limit the amount of seed oils that I have. Because yeah. I just, I hear everyone talk about all the time, like seed oils are horrendous for you. What's your view on that in terms of, would you cut that out completely? Obviously you said 80-20. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you can't, impossible. You just... it's, it's, it's literally impossible. If you yeah. look on the back of every single packet, it's got sunflower oil, palm oil, corn oil, um, canola oil. Like, there's just so many of them. Vegetable oil, like, you know, even though it has vegetable in it, it's actually not vegetable oil. Like, it's just wild. And it's in everything. Even, like... Nut milks, they whack it in there. Why does oil need to go into nut milk? I don't get it. You know, and like, it's just so, it, it's in everything. Protein powders, even like processed meats now, um, any sauces, like it's everywhere. So it is so, so difficult to avoid it completely unless you literally want to make everything from scratch. And, you know, 
of course, if you can and you are a good cook, please do that. But not everyone can do that. We're all on the go. We all have busy lives. Yeah, no one has the time to no. suffer. But what I would say is where you can, you know, always pick the unprocessed whole foods as much as possible, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's from an animal source or the ground, like rather than, you know, like things like protein bars and things like that. Yes, they're great for a quick on the go, but in moderation, you know, mm-hmm. because if you actually look at the back of the packaging and what's in it, so much crap. Yeah. <laughs> like so much crap. What type of stuff are you looking for? Like say if you're out in this is this is easy to do, obviously, but if you go out for a few drinks and then a few drinks turn into like seven or eight yep. and then you're out dancing <laughs> and then nowhere's open, you're like, Oh, kebab, right, fine, kebab, chips, garlic sauce, everything, you're on yeah. your way home. What are you trying to look for? when you go out on on a night out are these things you're sort of enjoying and keeping it along those lines or are you trying to limit and take a few things back or cancel them so cancel that's them very difficult out. when you're on a night out and you piss as a fart <laughs> and you, you, you know you're like just give me anything i don't really know what to, you know you'll just shove anything down yeah. but what i would say in that situation is the big sort of inflammatory foods mm-hmm. is gluten dairy um soy Processed foods, seed oils, they're all the ones that are going to cause you sort of chronic inflammation. So to be honest, it sounds silly, but actually if you're on a night out, I'd rather you have something like some chicken and some chips rather than like a big doughy fat pizza Mm. with loads of cheese because that's going to give give sort of more inflammation in the body, whereas chips actually doesn't have gluten in it. It's a potato. Yes, it might be a bit deep fried, but, you know, that's the better alternative if Mm. you were going to go for for one or the other. but generally, yeah, like from from my sort of my personal experience, the studies that I've read and obviously all of my clients now that I've seen, the one thing that I would say about food is that unfortunately, it's never going to have a lot of money to go into funding and research because the pharma world's always going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to pop out those pills. That's what makes the money. So yeah. there's very limited research on actually showing like when you remove certain foods, like what actually happens to the body. But at the end of the day, you have to take it from, you know, the hundreds of personal um, results that you've seen and that we've heard. So gluten was a massive, massive one that I have not had a single client gone back once they've come off gluten. Really? Yeah. Like, it, that, that is the, qu- when I say quickest results, it's pretty wild. Like, mm-hmm. energy goes through the roof. Um, as I said, a lot of women get this thing, it's actually called moon face as a condition, where everyone is very sort of puffy. Um, and I've seen clients' faces, like, just <laughs> literally change, like, within yeah. a week. It's insane. Sleep improves, cravings go down. Um, and gluten, basically, it's in the name, right? It's, it's the glue. It sticks things together. So mm-hmm. it also can contribute a lot to leaky gut. Um, and of course like celiac as well you know it's an autoimmune disease it can sort of attack your small intestine so there is no nutritional value in gluten like there just isn't like fair enough of dairy you know it does have some vitamins and minerals and calcium and things that is is good for the body but there's nothing good with gluten and all it does is cause inflammation it also uh, decreases your sensitivity to your hunger hormone by 50% so when you eat gluten you're a lot hungrier like quicker Um, and yeah there's Gluten, I would just say to anyone, just give it a go, cut it for 30 days and see how good you feel. So yeah. I've even got friends now who don't even have PCOS and they they love it. Interesting. Yeah. What type of foods are you cutting out in terms of, do you get gluten-free substitutes? Yeah, 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 there's so many now. And that's really? the thing, we are in a world where we are just spoiled with, yeah. you know, so many gluten-free options, the gluten-free aisles getting bigger by the day. Yes, you have to be slightly careful because 
they are still quite a lot of processed mm -hmm. foods. Um, so the general rule I would say is less is more. So when you're checking the ingredients, always go for the least ingredients, basically. That means okay. there's not going to be a load of shit in there. Um, but with, uh, yeah, so what generally what's in gluten, I would say, is beige, anything beige. So unfortunately, it's your white bread, your white, you know, white rice, pasta. When you go into Starbucks, you know, it's all of that there, all the pastries and cakes and whatnot. Just try and limit them and put mm -hmm. that in your 20%. But if you're going to go for a cake or whatever, go for the gluten-free one because it's just going to remove that that bit of inflammation that's just going to you know cause a bit more harm and, and havoc to your hormones. Mm. Love that. In terms of everything nutrition now, in terms of supplements, mm -hmm. this is something I looked at you at scale. I, I, I think I saw one you were really like big on. Was that like inositol? Yeah, inositol. What, what is it? Inositol? Inositol, yeah. Yeah, what, what is that? So inositol is kind of like the, I would say the PCOS like super supplement. Oh, really? Um, and when, so when a lot of women um, get diagnosed with PCOS, they put you on a drug called metformin um, or glucophage, same, same drug, just different brand names. And that is given to women with PCOS and people with diabetes type 2 to basically help with your insulin resistance. Now, the problem with metformin, and again, this is what you're not told, is it, it depletes your body with B12. So that's when a lot of people, when they're on it, can feel, again, more fatigued, really struggling with energy, um, just wanting to sleep all the time. And that's what I went through. And um, my body literally depleted so much of B12, that I was just collapsing at my desk. And then I had to go, I was rushed into hospital. My B12 was like 56. And I had to have injections in my bum for about every week for a year. But they kept me on metformin. And they didn't, you know, again, it's just, two yeah, commission, money, they, you know, they don't care. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so sad. Yeah. But a lot of people also get, um, you know, nausea, like diarrhea, stomach cramps. Like, I, I had headaches every single day. And then that made me then be almost addicted to ibuprofen. You know, it was, it was just, I was mm -hmm. constantly like trying to figure out like what was going on. So inositol is basically does, does the equivalent of what metformin does without any of the side effects. The, the results are amazing. It basically is, uh, the main thing it does is helps bring, bring periods back. So it helps regulate your cycles. It helps bring ovulation back. It helps with um, insulin sensitivity, reducing cravings, energy, sleep. It's kind of just an all round superstar. Um, yeah, so and that that's one that I would definitely say to any ladies out there with PCOS if you're struggling with periods, um, definitely get on board with Inositol because mm -hmm. it's it's sort of the most researched um, supplement out there. Yeah, you just said on sleep helps with sleep. Mm -hmm. Sleep and stress are quite big for PCOS symptoms, aren't they? In sort of like making it worse. Yeah. What What did you do differently for your sleep? Was there anything, do you take like, because oh, there's magnesium. like a few Magnesium. Yeah, yeah, which everyone uh, should actually be taking. Yeah, it's like, uh, again, another well. sort of super, super supplement. Mm -hmm. um, what I would say about stress, and actually I had a, a personal, I guess what I went through last year, is I call stress the silent killer, is you don't really see it sometimes, right? Yes, you can be stressed at work and whatnot, but, you know, there's other ways that your body can be stressed, whether that's you're over-exercising, whether that's you're in an emotionally or, or a toxic relationship. Um, you know, obviously there's work stresses, there's family, like there's a lot of ways that your body can be stressed. And what then happens is your cortisol basically rises. 
and your cortisol is your stress hormone. But what your body does is when your cortisol is high, your body basically is your machine, right? It's on your side all the time. It's giving you sing- signals and it wants you to be like fit and healthy. But when you, it, it deems basically you're in a high stress environment, it doesn't know the difference with sort of a line running towards you and you're being stressed like that or, you know, if you're emotionally stressed. But what it will do is it will stop ovulation because it basically goes, you're unsafe to have a baby, you can't bring a baby into the world, cuts it off. So last year, unfortunately, I went through a bit of a bad breakup and it really took a, a big toll on sort of my my health, my nervous system, was my anxiety, everything was just through the roof. And with that, with my nervous system everywhere, I was over-exercising because I just you know didn't want to deal with anything mm-hmm. in my head. And this basically caused my periods to stop um, for about eight months. So, sorry, stress. Um, yeah, stress. The really? stress on my body. And when your nervous system is so dysregulated and your anxiety is so high, your cortisol goes through the roof and your body literally mm. will go, you're not, you're not having a baby. That's yeah, crazy. It is. But again, it's, it's, it's clever, right? When you think yeah. about it, of course it is, because it thinks you are in a really high-stressed environment. Yeah. So why would, why would you be able to have a child yeah what did you do differently to sort of end that or was it just you just slow down (laughs) yeah were you you sort of trying to like cope gymming and exercising and sort of escaping totally totally was trying to escape and you know I guess also with ADHD myself like you know I'm I am a go-getter on the goer person like I I almost thrive off stress Mm -hmm. I love to be be under pressure I love to constantly move but I've actually now, like this this year and sort of beginning of this year, I, I was having a few panic attacks in January, just I think with a lot of stress in my business as well. And it was mm-hmm. quite overwhelming. I'm sure you get it. We've got like a million ideas at all times and you're yeah. like, ah, <laughs> and everything just bursts. Um, so, you know, I literally just had to make a decision of being like, no, I need to slow the hell down and like stop trying to take on so much. Um, I stopped obviously doing crazy workouts. I slowed everything down, took up yoga, like tried to do some breath work. I've really like, I'm all for, you know, self-development awareness, mm-hmm. trying different things. Um, but it, it does take time, you know, it's it's only a couple of months ago that sort of everything sort of restarted up. But I've shared that because even though my job is to help women get their periods back, you know, I am still human. I do still have my own personal struggles and, and you know, and things going on in my life, um, you know, and that still happened to me. But it was good that I was able to speak about it to, again, raise more awareness that this is what we have to go through as, as women. And mm. I think also with pressures of like jobs now, you know, a lot of us females are striving to work hard and, you know, be boss babes, whatever you want to call it. But again, that's that can be in very high stress for our bodies that sometimes can't always handle. Yeah. How is it being a boss? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I do love it. Yeah. I do. Like I'm I I mean, I think a big value for me is is freedom and to be able yeah. to travel and things and Yeah, you travel loads. Yeah. And it, that that for me right now is 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 it just makes me so happy. Um and I'm very lucky that my laptop is my office, you know, and and I can sort of try and jump on planes as a when yeah. um but yeah it look there's positives and negatives i think to every situation like you know when you're working in a big company you know you don't have to you, your salary comes in every month you don't have to worry about taxes and all the paperwork and yeah. everything whereas when you work for yourself every month is different right it's yeah, never yeah, like yeah. confirmed but i quite like the risk and the adrenaline and it keeps yeah, me going yeah well did you how long have you been doing this now Coming up to three years. Three years. Yeah, what, were you doing, what were you doing before? Were you working? I was working for... in the events corporate world in Dubai. 
uh, for a few years. But before, I've always been in like the fitness world. When mm -hmm. I was in London, yeah. I worked for sort of David Lloyd and then One Rebel. Um, and then I got on a plane to Dubai um, about seven years ago. Did you enjoy it? I love it. Dubai is, look, for everyone out there, I know there's a lot of people who have very different um, views on it, which mm -hmm. I understand because yeah. of the media and it is a holiday resort. But actually to live there, it's an incredibly positive place. The sun shining every day. Everyone is super sort of lifting and empowering, especially for women, like, which again, people don't really understand. Mm. Like it, it was amazing for me to set up my business there. There's a lot of female entrepreneurs. I have a really great group of girls who we just, you know, there's no bitchiness. We just love each other and want each other to succeed. Mm. Um, and yeah, like there, you can have a normal, easy life. It's not all just like parties and like beach clubs, which like yeah. everyone thinks good, that, that yeah, <laughs> there is the balance. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I love it. And I, I do think like, you know, if, if anyone is thinking of moving, I couldn't like push it anymore. I don't, you know, we're on this planet once, life is short. Mm. And what have you got to lose? You know, try something different, get out of your comfort zone because you never know who you're going to meet, what you're going to fall into. And who doesn't want to be in the sun all the time? For sure. Would you go back or are you? Yeah, no, no, that's where, that's where I'm based. Settled. Oh, right. I see. Yeah, but I come back here for the summer. Oh, nice. So did you what, do like six months, six months? Yeah, pretty much. Living your best life. Yeah. <laughs> Very jealous. Yeah. Where are you off to next? I'm actually going to Bali. Oh, yeah, in a amazing. couple of days. Yeah, Bali was actually where I started PCOS Party because um, I had like a bit of a time out from Dubai when my PCOS, I think, was was pretty much at its worst. And Bali was kind of a bit of my safe haven for me. I went mm. there and really dedicated like eight six to eight months of my my life to like get get it under wraps right and really sort of lose all of my weight and just heal pcos basically mm. but what i loved about bali is it is a digital nomad place and that's mm -hmm. where i sort of learned that you can you know have a business with a laptop and you can travel and you can do all these things it's, it's a very special island i know everyone says you went to bali to find yourself and i'm like no i didn't go yeah. find myself i just went to learn peace of mind there yeah well. and just it's like such a relaxed place to be yeah. especially when you have well I, I don't know if i can speak to you but for myself it's like i have a very chaotic brain <laughs> and going to i'll take her as a yes as well oh my god it's exhausting <laughs> it sometimes is exhausting. It it is. even when you wake up your brain's been running all night that you feel like you haven't slept properly. yeah yeah but when i i went to bali once um and just like the peace of mind i got when i was there everyone was so relaxed yeah it was just like such a nice environment and i always take that for granted a bit as well as like when i'm in a high stress environment i'm a bit like you i love the sort of stress not too much yeah but like when my back's against the wall that's kind of when i when i shine whether that's in sport or yeah. work or whatever but it's nice to have that sort of reset and get away from everything sometimes and you come back you just think so much clearer and I, I loved Bali. I'd love to go back. Hopefully when I have some more money, I'll be able to Yeah, well, go come on out. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a very special place. Um, but yeah, I, I totally get what you mean by um, the ADHD brain thing. It just sometimes is just so exhausting mm. being in your own head. It's like, just shut up, please, <laughs> for a second. Like, give me some, some downtime. Have you found that hard in terms of having ADHD and PCOS? Or is there, has there been, because I, I read online, I read a few studies and there's there's quite a big correlation mm. between ADHD and PCOS, especially for women who have PCOS, um, <laughs> who go on to conceive children, is there's, oh, I've got the numbers here. Yeah, but, um, read it out. Yeah, I found this super interesting and 
I hope this is accurate for, for people watching, but studies showed that mothers with PCOS were 2.3 times more likely to have ADHD than a child whose mother doesn't have PCOS. Wow. 1.6 times more likely to have symptoms of anxiety and 2.61 times more likely to have mild anxiety and related symptoms, which just comes back to the point, it's like how important it is to have a coach like yourself. When I read that, I was like, this is really important what you're doing is it can be cured mm. and not in a long period of time. But you're well, not allowed to say the word cured. It's, yeah. It can cured. be reversed. It can be reversed. Yeah, Sorry. and it definitely can because I have no signs of it now mm. left in my body. And this is what, again, I hate the medical world for basically, you know, making other women believe that it can't be cured because I feel like women get PCOS and they go, right, that's it. My, li my life's over. I've got PCOS. Like, I can't do anything about it. So I'm just going to, you know, let it eat me alive. And like, mm. no, that's not the attitude we need to have. Like, you need to understand that we can heal. Like, our bodies are on our sides. Mm. And like, the fact that we are pumping synthetic hormone drugs into our already precious hormones, like, just, you know, when you think about it logically, it's just ridiculous. Mm. Like, why are, why, you know, why are we doing that to, our, to ourselves? Yeah. But yeah, the ADHD thing, like I only got recently diagnosed, so I don't know too much, but mm -hmm. I can totally relate and get it because I think with PCOS, when your hormones you know, are very imbalanced, this leads massively to anxiety and depression and sort of your nervous system, right? It was, it was all down, I've learned a lot about the nervous system and it's all down to you know being in fight or flight a lot and not being able to just sort of calm down. So I can totally like see the co the combination of that mm -hmm. massively because with ADHD you know it, it is all just it's all just being sort of quite overwhelmed all the time I think yeah. and like almost like you can't catch your breath yeah. you know so yeah that that's a really interesting fact there um and I've learned a lot about in terms of ADHD as well and the, kind of the reason why I started doing the podcast and you know my own business which will come out in a few months time which I'm really excited for was because I've been through all these struggles myself. Yeah. And you touched on that earlier as being, and I spoke about this with Joe on the first podcast, so you obviously know, but Joe said for him with his depression and stuff, and this is me with my ADHD, is when you've been in the driving seat, mm -hmm. you understand what people are going through. You're not just doing four hours of a degree on it. You're in the driver's seat you've been able to look and you've been able to go, no, that doesn't work, that doesn't work, rather than reading it in a book and not fully understanding it. Exactly. So th this was huge for me in terms of when I learned about my ADHD and all the other symptoms like hypersensitivity and yeah. things yeah. things you don't really think about. I, I was like, why am I so sensitive to like some things people are saying which aren't even rude comments? Well, yeah, they're yeah, rude, yeah. You know, like jokey banter yeah, yeah, comments. Yeah. I'm like, why am I getting so affected by it? So fully understanding that myself, was was massive and mm -hmm. I'm sure with you with your PCOS and also your ADHD now you'll better understand and put that correlation together and you'll be yeah you'll be living your best I life think it just soon. makes you go okay like you know it, it it's almost like a, a bit of like sense of comfort right when you sort of have all these symptoms then you do get a diagnosis as such it does make you go okay like I wasn't going crazy mm. or like you know I'm not I'm yeah. not an idiot or I'm not like someone completely different mm -hmm. you know there and that's the, I think I want to stress with PCOS it's like you're not alone and I think on the mental health side of it you know it's it's not spoken about enough but waking up every day with you know either you you know you can't lose weight because you haven't got a clue and you're trying everything but you know your your friend who's you know sticking set next to you is eating McDonald's every day and you're literally having one chip and you're piling on the weight like mm. it's it's so exhausting and it's 
frustrating and a lot of my life was very lonely because my friends obviously didn't have it. Yeah. And I was a huge sporty family, always been sporty my whole life, but I was always sort of the bigger girl mm. and, you know, always had a very puffy face. And then again, obviously not having my periods for years. Like I always thought I like something was wrong with me. Like I, genuinely something was like... Mm really wrong that's really mentally damaging as yeah well, really. god so mentally damaging um you know and then it sort of develops when you start going into when you're trying to lose weight and the restricting and binging and all of that 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 then leads to you know really low self-esteem i remember like looking at myself in the mirror every day and just like hating what i saw and like body dysmorphia like there's so much that sort of play into it um and that over the years it just eat, it eats you alive mm. it really does when you said you were lonely is that because you were just sort of isolating yourself because you felt quite insecure in these problems or was that just I, you I felt was, like people couldn't relate to you in a way yeah I, I, felt I, like I, I did that quite a lot I was like I feel like something's wrong with me and I don't really know and yeah. then I sort of would move away from people and yeah they'd be like well, what's up and I'd just be like I, can't really explain it because I didn't know what was going on at the time. Is, no, is that definitely. something quite similar for you? Yeah, I think I, I've always. I think I'm one of those extrovert introverts where, like, yeah, yeah like out and about with my friends. Of course, I'm like life and soul great, but mm-hmm. like I would, I, I was always, I'm always fine. Everything's fine, you know. I come from a family that we always have to be fine. Everything's mm-hmm. good. So then, you know, it, I would be dealing with a lot on my own. I'd be going home, you know, after weekend or nights out or back to school. So yeah, and I would just feel miserable and just like cry myself to sleep or whatever because you know I would just be hating myself and not understanding my thoughts and like understanding all of these issues that I was dealing with so I felt lonely sort of more in my head and not having someone who understood my struggles really and someone to talk to Mm -hmm. so I think you know with what I do and this is where it is so great that women feel that they can come to me and trust me because they see that I've I've had I've been there Mm -hmm. you know like I wouldn't they I can have relate to you. Yeah, exactly. It's all I think that's it. It's relatability. It's I'm like their shoulder to cry on and you know with sort of my my coaching, yes we have our weekly check-ins and yes we're you know implementing sort of nutrition changes and whatever it may be, but actually some of the calls they just want to have a cry and I'm just there to listen, you know, mm-hmm. and let them know everything's going to be okay and like we're going to get there. And I think accountability is everything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have clients who probably know what they're doing, but actually it's it's implementing that and you know even I I sometimes will go to like a business coach where you know I have someone that I tap in tap out when I need it when I'm full, especially with ADHD <laughs> you know when I'm falling mm. a little bit off the wagon yeah. I know what I need to be doing but I just sometimes can't do it you someone told you can't yeah so yeah. you know just having those weekly calls and yeah. having those goals that they set me so it's like the voice in my back of the back of my head then goes right now I've got to do it you know mm-hmm. because you know, she's t- she's there and I'm going to tell her next week if I haven't done it so I, th- I think accountability is actually massive like if everyone had someone that held you accountable I think you would be a lot more successful and you would reach your goals quicker I completely agree and uh, a guy called Zach Southall whose podcast will be launching this Sunday who I had on he was couldn't speak higher of his mentors mm. right? but he w- he's 21 and he's running a really successful online coaching business wow. and he was saying that without his mentors, like, he would still be at stage one. Yeah. He was like, it's worth the investment so much because it doesn't just teach you, like, how to eat or blah, blah, blah. It, t- it teaches, it changes your whole life. And mm-hmm. this is, well, Zach was massive on this. And he was like, when you have these mentors, they change your whole life. They change, they don't, like, every little thing adds up. 
is was yeah. his saying and he was like it's so worth the investment because if he's changing this certain area of his life whether it's nutrition every little helps in that and then that turns into his day-to-day life and then sleep's another one and then business is another one exactly. and then all of a sudden you've got this huge circle that everything's clicking and then that leads to better business yeah that leads to him being happier that's led to him meeting you know more girls yeah like yeah yeah more confidence more all confidence of that. going it, out it's, it's all self-esteem it's all, it's all like piece of the puzzle that just drawing together yeah and that's exactly what i say you know of course one of the biggest challenges i think for every business out there is it's too expensive i can't afford it i actually think i'm really reasonable yeah. <laughs> for coaches but you know i always say like this is a short-term investment for literally changing your life. Your like, life, yeah. why do you want to be, you know, basically not going down to the beach or getting a bikini for the rest of your life, not being in photos with your friends, not getting off the sofa, not enjoying nights out. Like, you have one life. It's not a bloody dress rehearsal. So if you literally dedicate three months of your life and, and you know, a bit of money, that's it. Mm. It's, it's literally, it's, that's it. So yeah. it's like, I don't know, I just, yeah. Because it's not just treating, on your own, it's not just treating the PCOS, it's treating the mental anxiety. Yes, everything. Like you just said, like having the confidence to go down and wear a bikini on the beach. Yeah. That's huge, even for men, just going down and having the confidence and being like, you know what, I feel good in myself today. Yeah, I'm going to talk to that girl at the bar today, which we need more of, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing I wanted to ask you as well was, are there any sort of success stories from your clients that you'd love to share? Because I know that we spoke about before, you've got some really cool ones. Yeah, I mean, what I would say, first of all, is if anyone is wanting some uh, hope or inspiration, if you go onto my Instagram, I have a full, you know, the highlight reels. Mm-hmm. I have, like, a f- full two reels, basically, packed of, like, all my results. Or, you know, my clients, we speak on WhatsApp a lot, so my clients will yeah. always be like, hey, G, come down on the scales today, blah, 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 got my period back after 10 years. Um, but I'd say, I know I touched it earlier, so one was a lady who was 47 and got pregnant after years and years and years of trying. She had IVF for three years, which, you know, is one cost, but a big stress and, you know, it's quite a traumatic, um, sometimes traumatic sort of procedure. Um, so that was a massive emotional win, you know, for both her and me. Mm-hmm. Um, another client is a lady called Nuru, shout out Nuru. Um, she was one of my first clients, bless her. Um, and she uh, is, she is Emirati. Um, and she really, really struggled with confidence massively. You know, she was hiding a lot under her clothes. Um, and with sort of, I guess, because being in Dubai and online, I deal with a lot of different cultures and their different foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've learned so much that as well with a lot of different cuisines, you know, a yeah. really sort of, of, of course, loaded with quite a lot of inflammatory foods, which again can contribute quite badly to certain symptoms. Um, but yeah, with Nuru, you know, she ended up losing, God, about 14, 15 kg. She she literally could never get up from the sofa. Um, she was like hardly sleeping, but it was called, it's called like wired but tired. Mm. So you literally are exhausted. You go to bed, you can't sleep because your brain is just like crazy. And then you wake up and it, you're basically just one walking sort of adrenal fatigued mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she, she. I remember her sending me a message and taking a picture of herself at the beach and just said, "I have never come down to the beach, you know, my entire life because I have been so unconfident." And you know, I finally feel confident to wear a bikini, and I just feel epic. And like, thank yeah. you so much. And those are the big ones for me. I think yeah, of like big wins. big wins when people actually like get the confidence to like you know, get themselves out there and show themselves off. And mm. like, they rather than hiding in a bin bag or, you know, not leaving the house or, you know, that that was a big one. Um, 
but there honestly has just been so many. I had a client actually who was covered in psoriasis because um, skin skin rashes and, and acne and everything is, is a real part of PCOS as well. Um, but psoriasis, you know, eczema, all of them. Um, and she was covered in psoriasis, bless her. And we made quite a few changes to her diet and completely cured, mm. never had it back. So that was massive. She had it all on her face as well, which again, you know, skin, especially on the face is, is I think so sometimes like confidence crushing because yeah. you can't really hide it. You know, you try to put makeup on it, but then you, you can still see it, you mm -hmm. know? And I think that, yeah, the, the skin, the skin wins have been, have been great as well. Yeah. I love that. In terms of, you know, I'm lucky enough, obviously I'll never go through this, but say my girlfriend does, or, you know, someone I'm really close to, what, what could I do or anyone watching this? What, what could they do to help, you know, these women that are going through this or, or be supportive or lend a helping hand. What, yeah. what type of things would you recommend there? On to my be honest point with of view? you, just to like be there physically and like listen to them and let them cry sometimes because they are going to be on a bit of a hormonal roller coaster. There are going to be some good days, some bad days. Mm. Um, I would say, you know, sometimes, what is it? Offer, don't always offer a solution, just offer comfort. Mm. That's sometimes, you know, that's needed, right? Yeah. Sometimes you guys, you're not always right, okay? And you just need, your woman just probably needs a bit of a cuddle and just hold her. Yeah. But another thing as well is, you know, if they were coming through coaching with me or they were trying to change their diet and lifestyle, do it with them. Because mm -hmm. actually you're probably going to reap some benefits as well. You know, I've, I have a lot of my coaching calls as well where the husband comes on it, which I think is so lovely because mm. they want to understand it and they yeah. want to support their wife. And I've had a lot of um, husbands buy my like online course so they can do it, which I think is I'm like, That's yes, really you're nice. the best boyfriend, husband, whoever you are. Great. And I actually, um, I made a male online course. It's called the Male Master Series mm -hmm. of PCOS and Hormones. So if any men out there, give me a message, I'll give it to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, try and like be like almost make it fun so you know cook together try and you know make some of the make some dishes with the sort of the right ingredients and foods that you need to need to eat um as i said comfort not a solution all the time um and yeah just just try and like inject some positivity when they are feeling a bit down yeah so sort of just being present is the main one yeah i'd say there. so being present on the journey yeah understanding it yourself and when you understand it yourself you're able to yeah. Help them. And also ways. tell them that they look pretty or tell them that they look beautiful because those little words really go a long way for us. Mm. They really do. Um, you know, even if you might not think it, just say it. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Um, one thing I know you wanted to have a quick rant about was available medication. I've seen this all over your Instagram. And this is this is huge for ADHD as well, but especially in PCOS, available medications for dealing with PCOS is very limited and well, I really wanted to touch on it. Yeah, I mean, PCOS cannot be healed by medication. I just want to, that is whatever camera I'm looking at, yeah. it can't be healed by medication. <laughs> what the GPs will do is they will give you birth control. Now, birth control, after everything that I have now learned about it, I actually think it's hands down one of the worst drugs that's ever been invented. Um, not only you know does it affect your mental health massively i mean i was on it for 10 12 years and i think that massively contributed as well to sort of my mood swings my emotions my erratic i was erratic behavior crying all the time feeling very down and depressed like it, you're literally like this up mm. down um which that plus everything else with pcs it was just a massive you know concoction of just <laughs> not fun yeah um but yeah birth control 
I can't stress this enough. Yes, they put you on it because it suppresses, it, it basically can improve your symptoms because it suppresses your natural hormones. So it will reduce your testosterone. It will reduce some of your fertility hormones. So with that, you might get less facial hair. You might get, your skin will improve. Mm -hmm. That's why women go on it. And then what happens is your periods come back that is not an actual bleed. So a being on the pill is not an is not a natural bleed, right? Mm -hmm. It's a pill bleed. It's an induced bleed. So the whole point of birth control is to stop ovulation. Okay, stop you having a baby. But what we again haven't been taught taught about, which is mad, is ovulation is not just to have a baby. It's actually like the it's the most like sort of empowering female thing. Like it it shows if you are ovulating that you are like peak, you know woman health as such mm -hmm. like your body is like functioning correctly you are happy you are healthy you are able to have a baby um and stopping this when it's a natural thing that we need to do every month is just crazy to me mm -hmm. you know it's crazy um so birth control look it's your body it's it you know I'm, I'm here to just educate it's up to you how you how you want to choose it but what i would say is if you are thinking of having a baby soon come off it because your body takes could take a long time to get your fertility hormones back to you know where they're actually going to function then yeah. are able to ovulate um and really just look at other options if that's the route you want to go down i understand for it for contraception look at the non-hormonal coil um but also remember that you only ovulate for three days of your whole cycle so just wrap up be a bit safe yeah it's three days yeah. You know, re really, if, if you are tracking your periods, which yeah. we all should be doing on an app, and, it, you know, there are very, very good applications now out there yeah. which will tell you when your fertile window is. You know, you you can only get pregnant when you ovulate, right? It's when the egg is released and hopefully the sperm will be coming up. Mm -hmm. So if you're good around those areas and you protect, you know, protect yourself, that's really all you need. Yeah. Honestly. I just want to wrap this up here and this is i know there'll be a lot of women watching this who will be like i want to get in contact with you what should be the next you know steps for them in, in getting obviously i'll attach your instagram and stuff below but what would you recommend in terms of should you just drop your message on yeah. there or I'm, I'm i'm most active on my instagram and i with adhd too many platforms i was like <laughs> no i can't do it i'm trying to start on the tiktok well it is that um, the main one the, yeah instagram's main awesome. one it's at it's a pcos party um uh, just dm me literally i'm yeah. i'm i will always get back to you as, as quick as possible also on my link in my bio you can if you're really serious about coaching with me and um, you can book a one-to-one free discovery call um, and then there's a link for my brochure as well which has like all the programs and the prices and stuff so yeah awesome what an absolute pleasure thank you so much for coming on georgie thank you Loved it.